back again with another episode like this one is different from basically what you guys are used to i'm here with the real talk my name is christiana she's based in toronto hi how are you doing i'm good yourself i'm good i'm good i'm good i'm chilling i'm chilling so basically she helps people find houses our clients and apartments in toronto and the greater toronto area yes and also she's an avid food lover so stick around <laughs> and she'll give you some of her favorite places to eat in toronto Mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. So, Christina, tell us about your background. Like, what do you do? How did you get into being a realtor? Yes, first off, thanks for having me. Um, Like you mentioned earlier, I help people find um a living situation, be it a home, a house, a condo, whatever the case may be, Um, from renting to buying and also selling. Um, How I got into real estate... So I think it was more of like real estate found me. That sounds weird, but <laughs> it's fact. So like I actually studied architecture, but I did not love it. So I looked into interior decor and I did get my certificate in that. And while I was working in that industry, I had clients of mine that would buy a house and want to furnish it. Like, oh my God, you should look into real estate. And I'm like, okay. So I look into it and it was just a blend of everything I loved. Like, you know, obviously architecture, interiors, and then I also like the customer service um, section of it, like talking to people, figuring it out together. And then I just found it very rewarding. And I also thought like, cause real estate is one of the ways I believe people can build like generational wealth and financial independence and being able to help people through that. That was so rewarding. And I was like, yeah, let's give it a shot. And then I've never looked back after that. It's, it's amazing. I love what I do and I'm very blessed that I do. So at what exact point did you realize that like, what year? Or that <sighs> moment where I realized that, oh, this is what I want to do. It's so weird. I think it was like, my, I had a, I took a trip, a birthday trip. Um, should I say where? <laughs> but I took a birthday trip <laughs> to Italy. And one of the cities I visited was uh, Florence. And because I studied architecture. So I, a lot of like architecture's history is basically it, um, Italy and yeah, Greece. Rome, yeah, yeah, exactly. Rome, like Florence, all those places. And, um, seeing the works of like i know this sounds very weird but seeing most of like uh what's his name um that painter and yeah (laughs) like different people i was just like wow this was so talented like david the sculpture of david the painting on the sistine chapel everything i was just like how does someone use their hands like people were so talented and they actually lived the life like they wanted to because i went on tour and i heard different stories about them and actually michelangelo was actually very stubborn he was very like oh he wants to do this and he wanted to do and he did it and like i think i was so inspired by that trip from like different cities of course and even that trip itself was inspiring because i thought i was gonna go to italy like later on in my life i think i could go that early so seeing that if i put my mind to something i could do it and hearing other people had done it and before my trip i was already like registered in the course to get my license but i was just like thinking about it like oh this work won't it work because i was paying for it with my money so it wasn't like a like um easy thing so after that trip i was just like you know what like fuck it <laughs> let's do it like just go for it what's the worst that can happen what's case you don't like it then you know you tried and you bounced to another thing so in that was i don't that year was 2019 i believe but yeah that's the long story of when i knew (laughs) exactly so yeah. basically you basically started your career like where the pandemic came in like that's yes when yes so yes yes being a realtor during the pandemic is no means an easy task like, yeah, have you course. been able to build your brand 
put yourself out there and still be accessible mm-hmm. to potential customers because you can't meet people in person. No, and that's so, like my job. Go yeah. out and like show people homes and meet people, connect with people in person. Um, honestly, when the pandemic hit, I was nervous because I was just like, eh, like, what am I gonna do? Like, how am I gonna find clients? And also, like, I didn't. It's not like I, I came from this like big circle of friends, or I just I, it was definitely something that stressed me out but one thing i just stuck to was just um providing value like i i didn't know my ideal clients like i I knew like this was the exact type of person but i had an idea of um the message i was trying to pass across with real estate which was that real estate is attainable for everyone and no matter what background or age you are in or from you can get into real estate so i just had to start providing value like educating educating people from I guess my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I obviously started posting on Instagram and I started getting get good feedback from that. And then obviously I got some clients. My first client was actually my first week, like before I actually got my license. Mm-hmm. My first clients reached out to me. And obviously when you do a good job, people like refer you to other people, they leave good reviews. And I think people seeing the reviews and see my value that I was providing, it attracted more people. And yeah, so far so good. It's been mainly social media and it's just been trying to do a good job to get more referrals because referral based um is definitely like easier than you know proving yourself to a random person because people can vouch for you that yes she's she's good at her job and yeah work Um, with you you mentioned something about your license what license and what process does that take is like yeah like different professions have different ways to get your license so yeah mine was uh i did mine with ontario real estate association um it was done online. I wasn't even with my full-time job at that time, which was a whole <laughs> different, like, stress. But, um, yeah, I did, got my license. It I had to do, I believe, five courses with five different exams, and you had to get above 75% in all your exams to pass the next one. And if you didn't, you could take it again, but you couldn't take an exam more than twice. And if you took it, if you failed twice, then you had to start from the beginning. Mm. But luckily, like, obviously, um, I didn't go through that, and I just was smooth for me yeah but that was the license now if you actually want to be a real estate agent Mm -hmm. uh you can um or a realtor you can um take the course like the licensing program through humber college here in the gta that's not that's not bad online as well yeah Yeah. you mentioned also that you use social media a lot do you feel Mm -hmm. any sort of way putting yourself out there in in like in a way where it's too much like how do you find that balance of still being able to sell yourself and still keeping things private because yeah. this is a thin line really yeah for me honestly like social media me putting myself out there is so not normal to me like before my uh, being a realtor in this phase of my life i used to post like twice or thrice a year like my birthday new year or something like that so trying to um post often and put myself out there has been obviously uncomfortable but like the quotes and the um corny saying goes everything you want is on the other side of fear and it's just very like i just had to do it because i'm like what's the worst that could happen mm-hmm. so definitely every day is still challenging like not obviously some days are better and some i'm just like post it post it but um i think having a goal in mind like okay i'm not posting this because I don't know. I'm posting this because I want to educate someone. Like, this stupid post to me is going to be very, like, meaningful to someone. And people are going to appreciate it. And that's literally my why, right? My why is to educate people. So it's like, okay, it might be uncomfortable, but 
I'm more comfortable than I was like now than I was when I was starting. In few years, I'll be more comfortable than I am now. So it's very like, I think I'll never like be like perfectly like yeah, it's fine. Everyone can see my life. I can see everything, but I'll always be better than I was yesterday. And I think just that is enough for me going forward for sure. That's that's not bad at all. Cause like that builds <laughs> yeah. up your confidence in what you do basically. Exactly. Like, you tend to trust yourself more. You don't doubt yourself. So exactly. You're and people than yesterday. Exactly. And people start like commenting like, "Oh my god, I learned this from oh, you." Yes. Oh my, and that gives you like, cause obviously being also being a realtor is is time consuming. You can literally work nine to nine if you're not careful. <laughs> so it's just one of those things that um I like it's hard to keep up with. But mm-hmm. then you have to like make a content calendar sometimes or even just have like topics floating that you want to and then when you have your downtime mm-hmm. um yeah you can create content and keep up with that social media um okay. site. So your main job is basically finding people that dream home. Yes. Like how does this process work? Like what do you have to ask what do people have to tell you about themselves like mm-hmm. figuring out what your potential clients would like what questions you possibly ask yeah so one big thing for me is lifestyle like i try to find out like my client's lifestyle because there's very 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 different types of people out there um another thing is depends on what you're doing if you're renting or you're buying or you're selling type of thing like if you're renting obviously maybe there's some things you can like you know look over or you can compromise on as opposed to buying because buying you need um obviously needs and then you have your wants so I always like if it's renting or buying or selling i always try to um figure out what are your needs mm-hmm. and what are your wants. so i pursue the needs first because those are priority mm-hmm. and then obviously i'm in the I'm on the lookout for the ones and if the ones like still fall within budget and still like accommodate the needs then it's something and I always explain this to my clients and in the initial conversation we have because I do have like a phone call first and then we figure everything out so um I think lifestyle is, is first and then we figure out your needs and your wants and then what you like what you see for yourself in the foreseeable future if it's buying at least three to five years if it's renting at least one year you know because mm-hmm. you, your lease can always be over and you can choose to either move or just renew your lease like month to month so yeah it just depends on the situation but i love the way you try to put your clients first and <laughs> yes. think about what they like not just giving them a house because oh you think this house looks good no. for you, or you think it's all about them this is a fit for you that's that's no. really good because that yeah. shows where your priorities at like your clients mean <laughs> Thank you. To you. So Thank what do you enjoy about what you do? Like, what do you enjoy most? I like the... Because uh, what? Yeah, because it's like a very unique sort mm. of work. Like, you don't see people doing this yeah. every day. Like, I've, <laughs> never, I've never met anybody that does a realtor. Like, because yeah. all my houses, oh, you just rent it online. Like, exactly. GG. So, like... For sure. Um, Like, obviously, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Um, it's rewarding. That's definitely one part I like about it. I also like the fact that every day is not the same. Like, I can literally have a day that I'm out from, like, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Like, literally out. I'm eating in the car. I'm making offers or something offers in the car. I'm answering phone calls in the car. And I can have a day that I can have, like, meetings and calls all the way to, like, maybe 2 or 1 p.m. And then in the evening, it's just me going for showing. So I can just have a day that I'm just home all day on Zoom, back-to-back, connecting with clients. I love the fact that every day is not the same and I don't have to stay in one spot. That's a personal side of it. That's very hard because I'm the kind of person that just loves doing one thing. It's a straight road. Like, I know what I want to do tomorrow. (laughs) I don't want to wake up thinking, oh, I have to go there tomorrow. Yeah, but with that, with this, like, 
type of lifestyle I live, like my job, you do have to create some sort of schedule for yourself because mm-hmm. having that grace or that flexibility to do anything can pose as a like anxious, like thing that makes you worry like oh my god what am i doing in my life i'm not doing anything like oh my god i just like i wasn't and sometimes it happens to me too i can be on calls for like five hours straight like different clients like back to back obviously i'll drink water here i'll drink tea here and i'll be like i have to follow up on all these clients i haven't done anything i'm like oh i haven't done anything I'm like no you've spoken to how many people <laughs> so it's just more of like you have to create a schedule and you have to know that you just have to you can have your big ticket item for the day like maybe okay these are the three things i need to do today that are non-negotiables you know so i kind of do the same thing every day but at the same time every day is like it's different but the same like it's weird like it's down the same thing i do like i do the same talking to clients going for showings all that and um but at the same time it's very like flexible i love that that's that's definitely something i love and another thing i love about it like i mentioned is how rewarding it is Mm -hmm. to my like i just get so happy when people are so happy like (laughs) they find like something happy like they find a place to rent or a place to buy or they sell their home like for um over asking or something that just makes me so like you know i'm like yes you can sign because it's a new chapter whatever Mm -hmm. it is it's very exciting and it's i feel people don't realize the emotional part that goes into looking for a space like mm-hmm. no matter what it is yeah it's draining like sometimes your offers get um was it for declined and then it gets accepted eventually so like that excitement and being able to be represent someone and be part of that is i don't take that's it's very rewarding i'm very blessed that i get to do it yeah yeah would you say you're an entrepreneur <laughs> Yes. I don't, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> when I was getting to it, I didn't think I, I was going to be because it's just like, oh yeah, this is a real tour. But it's literally you're running your business, like everything. Yeah, like you're the admin, you're the accountant, you're the social media, like marketing, like everything is you. So definitely, I am. So, like when you went into going into real estate, did mm-hmm. you think about being an entrepreneur? Was that the back of your mind or? Real estate mm. came first and being an entrepreneur kind of took a backseat to that. So my long term goal has always been to some to be some sort of entrepreneur, like um eventually. But when I real estate was on my mind, it didn't click that I was already getting into that. Like mm. it didn't click that I was going to be working for myself and everything i'm the boss of my day i'm the i decide i make the business decisions you know i it didn't click until i got into i was like oh this is like the full thing like okay <laughs> like you have to have your own business like business account for your taxes everything i was like oh okay like we're doing this like all right but yeah that's i fell in, i think i don't think i fell into it but kind of yeah because being that and doing everything by yourself can be sort of draining in a mm-hmm. way do you have a pa right now anyone that works behind you no yeah. i don't oh, i don't it's just oh, me but i'm grateful i have a very great support system for sure um my sister and my boyfriend are very mm-hmm. supportive so i'm very and my parents as well back home I, I think it's that's something about being um an entrepreneur and having um that i've had friends i've even heard of people that they don't, they don't have a great support system and it can be very very stressful and having parents that believe in you and mm-hmm. understand that you are building something for yourself mm-hmm. my parents are entrepreneurs so i guess they can also relate to me i think that has been very like very 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 helpful you sure. mentioned something about your support system other than them like what keeps you going for yourself what's that internal drive that says oh i need to get up today because you're not waking up to anybody yeah like it's not a nine to five where mm-hmm. one is clocking even though i'm tired as hell like yeah you have you to go? show yeah. up um i think it's just my big goals like personal goals business goals life goals and also the fact that i have people depending on me i'm not doing this for myself you know like 
this person's housing situation depends on me that motivates me like to get up and fix it like because it's so i always be like it's time to rest like if it's not now now some days obviously i'm just like you know i don't want to do anything i'm too overwhelmed i have too much going on and actually i can give myself a time that my group like by 2 p.m get up and reply your emails and talk to some there's some days that i wake up like really early like i work out when i'm lucky i can work out eat my breakfast i'm just like go 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 and i'm very focused on that so i think it depends on the day but in general the thing that keeps me going is just my goals my family and um definitely like the people relying on me like the clients relying on me yeah also, do you think you can get like, or do you have burnouts where you just get stressed because there's no time limit on when you want to work? Like yeah. nine to five, you know, you clock out nine to yeah. five. Like that's definitely hundred percent. Do you think sometimes you might be overworking yourself? How do you check back on like, okay, girl, chill? Like this is yeah, too much. Too much. 100% and that's something I struggled with at the beginning of my career. Like just scheduling time for work. And no time for me like recently like i think uh december or so i don't know a few months back i had to like be like sunday i'm not working <laughs> like i have to use sunday to do groceries cook my meals if i need to clean my house clean my house like things like that so definitely there's days like that but you have to check in with yourself and create time even if i have a schedule like a daily mm-hmm. schedule i follow um i actually put relax lunch <laughs> dinner relax like i literally put it in my schedule i don't feel bad to do it because i've allocated time for it alongside my other like um things like follow-ups and meetings and all that showings all that so it's like because that's something i used to feel bad about. i used to feel bad about relaxing that oh i'm just relaxing i'm not working but it's like if you have time designated for relaxing and working you feel less guilty about um relaxing i love the fact that you have a lot of balance in what you are doing because it's so easy to get too lazy or get too hard working so having that balance is very key do you feel your mental grit has changed you think you're mentally stronger because you're doing something by yourself or sometimes you feel like you're doing this alone definitely i feel it has changed and hopefully it keeps changing because still you see there's still room for improvement but um i don't feel like i'm doing i used to feel like i'm doing this alone but when i actually think about it i don't feel like i'm doing this alone because i'm a christian so i believe like god is always you know god has got my back and he has brought me this far and i know like based on everything that's happened i've definitely been favored and blessed so remembering my how, where i came from like different like months apart months ago years ago whatever it is to this point and reflecting on how far i've come and my big and small wins and just remember like everything god has done for me. i'm like okay you're not alone like you've got this you know and i mentioned as well i have a good support system so definitely some days i just feel like oh this is too much you know like uh, but my eyes i'm just like christiana you gotta be grateful like you're doing you know you're doing what you want to do and nothing good comes easy too so yeah now let's touch into some real estate basics Ooh, okay <laughs> so first question what's the biggest misconception people have about real estate because everybody's like oh when i get money i'm going to invest into real estate i'm going to do this like even me like back then i was like oh when i'm rich i'm definitely going to do real estate but i really have no clue what is going on just yeah. buy a house and just drop money so. <laughs> okay so on the professionals I'll, I'll give you professionals like side and the um and the i guess client side and professional side people think is the easiest job people think it's so like easy that you just show homes and like <laughs> okay if only you knew <laughs> i guess so much when that goes into that like finding the client maintaining the clients negotiating and deals fall through like you just work so i think you even work harder than a nine to five 
individual sometimes well i believe so and then on the client side i think people don't people underestimate especially in canada because i'm a realtor based in canada um people underestimate their credit scores like i think people think okay i have i don't know 25k saved or 30k saved i can buy a house yes you can definitely buy a house with that but you also need a good credit score and you need like income to get approved for a mortgage because most houses right now like what the average house is like six like because townhouses and condos are the most um entry form starter homes like mm-hmm. are the most basic um starter homes that most people go for so the average of those is like 600 or something no one no, no one's going to drop or i don't know if people are going to drop 600k straight up from their bank mm-hmm. account to buy it right so you need a mortgage and when you get a mortgage uh you need income and credit score so i think definitely people downplay that aspect of mm-hmm. credit score especially the credit score because it's kind of credit speaks for you like credit is your like id <laughs> basically every everywhere you go, if you're gonna rent and get money or borrow money you need credit so yeah people shouldn't forget that for sure awesome. i was even going to touch on that when i asked you why what people should have in mind when they go into purchasing homes i'm guessing mm-hmm. credit card credit scores pay play a big role in doing mm-hmm. that so how can people boost their credit do you know any yeah for sure um you can definitely talk to a mortgage broker more to or a financial planner depend to determine what you can do based on your financial situation i can recommend you to mm-hmm. some you can reach out to me but on a basic level um there's few things you can do so definitely don't close credit cards if you have credit cards because the longer um your history the stronger you can mm-hmm. make your score look or the better you can make your stro- your score look um another thing is don't you don't use more than um 30 of your credit limit so for example if your credit card limit is a thousand try not to spend more than 300 at a given time mm-hmm. and even if you just pay back right away and um pay more than the minimum down payment minimum um balance like yeah for the month um pay more than that if possible because yeah it just and just use it often and pay yeah, back okay. even if you have like that's how you, you live on but you have money on your debit to pay off that's fine it's just don't get in that hole like oh, i don't have money i'll take from my credit card. i don't have it and not have a plan to mm-hmm. pay back but obviously life happens sometimes you have mm-hmm. to spend from your credit card that's what a credit card is there to for sometimes for emergencies but definitely have a plan and if you can't make your balance don't just ghost your credit card provider call them they're actually more understanding than you think because they know what it is like they know people go through and like they're in the service business they're there to help you too they can either like make a plan for you and that doesn't affect your credit score and all that because once it goes into collections it's harder to bring your score back up it's very very hard so yeah apart from like credit scores what else do you think people should have in mind when trying to purchase home references would you say references are like really important or when you're buying not as much when you're renting for sure um but another thing you can definitely put in mind is save 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 people only save for the down payment and think that they need to save for like because when you buy your house or you buy a nice house that you love um you want to furnish it you have to save for your furnishing you're still going to pay for your movers you're still going to pay for your um internet setup because you can't do anything without internet. <laughs> you can use that on your phone, but it will run out at some point. Um, so just save, save, save. You can never save too much money for your house. So, And other things you can do is also leverage um, other investors. I'm not saying just save and don't invest or don't put in a TFSA or whatever the case may be, um, or high interest 
savings accounts but make your priority saving and don't start saving like a month before you think you're serious you can then you can have it too early you can start saving for your house two years three years four years you know literally like two hundred dollars hundred dollars every month will add up in like four no. years you know like mm-hmm. stuff like that or three years whatever the case may be so definitely don't underestimate it and just save because you can, it's better for you to have extra money when you bought your house than to be like, I need to get money to close. Because mm-hmm. also something that happens is some people can pay for the deposit, but they can't pay for the balance at closing. Closing is when you actually get your keys. Oh. And with most homes, you don't buy a house till you're moving tomorrow. You can have like a 30 days, like a month, um, a month period for you mm-hmm. to gather your closing costs and everything together. So let's say your house is 500K, for example, and you pay your deposit of like, let's say, I don't know, 25K. So in a month's time, a 500k is due, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, that that should come from a lender because it's <laughs> the lender. But some things people might have um, tampered with their credit or bought a car with, while waiting, and then the bank like, oh, actually not gonna give you that money anymore. Oh. So they don't close on that house and they lose that five, that twenty five thousand deposit. So you lose the down payment. You lose your, your deposit, not your down payment. Oh, your deposit, deposit, yeah. Oh. Your deposit is minimum. Five percent. Your down payment is what you give your lender as like, okay, this is what I have saved. Give me money. <laughs> pretty, yeah. That's pretty interesting. Pretty yeah, interesting. I feel like I just went on a whole real estate <laughs> rant, but <laughs> you get it. I mean, people can get at you if they want to know more about that. Bro, exactly. What do you think are the pros and cons of living in a condo versus a house? And what exactly is a condo? Is a condo just an apartment, or mm-hmm. if you're in a condo, do you own the condo, or mm-hmm. how do, exactly does it work? I actually have a video on this plugging myself shameless plug i have a youtube video, uh, youtube channel uh christian Realtor. but um a condo is basically you owning um an area or unit but you share other areas with other unit owners so basically the most common condo is um the high-rise condos and let's say you have like 500 units in a building for example right 500 people own well one person can buy more than one unit but let's just go with one person buying one so 500 people own condos in that unit so there's 500 owners in that <laughs> building so that's a condo as opposed to a house 500 people cannot own one house you know it's just one person owning um the house and then those 500 people that own the condo for example they have amenities they share like they have the gym the pool like it varies from different yeah, buildings mm-hmm. to different buildings but there's a common area they share and condos are generally smaller and generally provide a lower maintenance lifestyle because the there's someone taking care of like your i don't know the mail the mail like snow removal for example most times it's underground parking you don't have to worry about that Mm -hmm. there's security guards around there's concierge Mm -hmm. there's like people that clean your lobby they clean your passageway Mm -hmm. like you just don't have to worry about anything but your your maintenance of your actual units like mopping sweeping dish like it's just really easy and convenient so um that's the big difference with houses of course you have to take care of everything your roof your plumbing your snow removal your lawn your backyard like everything is on you you can definitely hire out if you wanted to but not everyone's going to do that what about like let's say like like mm, township condos like how does that work the same so condos in general like the high-rise condos because mm-hmm. there's two types of condos condos in high-rise and condo townhouses um in condos in high-rises there's amenities like i mentioned you do pay a monthly um 
condo fee. Mm-hmm. So let's say, let's assume for this podcast is like three fifty k, right? Th- no, three fifty dollars <laughs> per month, not three fifty k. My bad. And then um, you do have a condo townhouse because you don't have like sometimes a pool, a gym, mm-hmm. and all that. You still pay for um, maintenance fees, but they're not mm-hmm. as high. Bias. Like for example, most condo townhouses they do like your snow removal for you because it's a condo townhouse, mm-hmm. right? Because condo, the whole point of it is like you're sharing it with someone else. That's mm-hmm. the whole point, and there's someone taking care of some some things for you so you don't have to worry about it so we condo townhouses they're regular townhouses but there's someone taking care of your snow removal for example there can be someone like um like your garbage because obviously in regular high rise you just put it on your floor mm-hmm. but we condo townhouses there's like an area you cannot put your garbage and there's actually like people that come pick it up for you it's more like it's more space than a mm-hmm. regular condo in a glass box mm-hmm. and then you have more privacy like most times you have a backyard because most people don't like a condo in a glass box like Mm. building because it doesn't have like a backyard they can't host their barbecues in the (laughs) summer and all that so it's definitely more space at a lower cost in general that's not bad that's that's pretty interesting so right now like what is the housing market right like right now like what's it like prices Um, like is it fluctuating with the pandemic or it's actually doing way better with the pandemic in general like it's really good it's a seller's market and what a seller's market basically means is that there's low inventory Mm -hmm. um so the supply is low but the demand is high like there's lower interest rates right now so there's a lot of food and a lot of people have saved money in the past year 2020 due to covid and no transportation and all that so a lot of people actually uh, actually have a better buying power mm-hmm. and with the low interest rates um they can afford their monthly mortgage monthly mortgage is almost the same as rent so they're like why not let's just buy a house you know or, and most people are going outside the city like mm-hmm. toronto because you don't have to be in toronto because work from home mm-hmm. and most people are going outside toronto to buy properties because so what cities like outside the GTA like okay this city is like popping is um right now right now the cities that I know that like, people are going to a lot of people are going to Hamilton because mm-hmm. Hamilton is bubbling there's people going to Oshawa as well mm-hmm. um because those are still somewhat um affordable because okay. Mississauga all those places are already expensive mm-hmm. right now so definitely towards the west we're seeing Hamilton and towards the east we're seeing Oshawa so why should one use a realtor instead of just going to, on Kijiji or because well. there's scammers out there <laughs> like um in general using a realtor is um for as a buyer or as a tenant is free so why not wow. yeah wow. i'm pretty sure a lot of people don't know that yes it's I'm free sure. so why not so it's you look they look out for you they tell you what's legal what's required they let you know like and we do have a, an mls like a multiple listing service which is where landlords put their List, like landlords agent put their um rentals for up yeah. up for rent and mm-hmm. then sellers put their homes or condos whatever the case may be, land um up for rent is up, up for sale sorry <laughs> yeah, as thing. well so um it's legit there's no like fake it's anything you know so it's just more secure your depo- and you also have insurance so your deposit is insured so if for example it's even a scam which technically it can't be but like worst case scenario, if it's even a scam you'll mm-hmm. get your money back as opposed to just working on your own and then losing your money because of a random scam i actually had a client that i spoke to like three four days ago and she was telling me how she was on condos the sea and trying to um get some houses some rent place for rent mm-hmm. and she actually found that it was a whole scam like someone was trying to they were trying to do it through airbnb it was 
like i think what? someone renting a space wanted to rent out their space again yeah. and it was just like and they're asking for the full year's rent up front like it was very like sketchy but because she had been an avid renter like she had rented before she was just like okay this is not normal let me ask people around and she asked people around and she was like she was able to like you know be like whoa i'm not gonna go ahead with that but unfortunately a lot of people know that so it's just it saves you stress it's free and why not so bad that's not bad so people you guys are hearing like use your realtor (laughs) don't just go getting scammed for no good reason and Mm -hmm. it's free so you really have nothing to lose like just shoot a message an email a call exactly so like we're about to round up right now we'll do some quick fire questions just to just to to play around just to play around so what is the best investment for for an immigrant to invest in Ooh, that's a tricky one obviously it's not the same for everyone (laughs) so it's really hard but it depends on how you're coming in for example if you're coming in with a work permit or a study permit and you have some money going like some money saved up you can definitely look into pre-construction um because the minimum for like you to put down if you're gonna buy a house is an immigrant twenty percent, which is a lot. Twenty percent is a lot of money. But once you become a PR or a citizen, it's actually five percent. So that's oh. like a huge <laughs> savings. But with pre construction, for example, most times it's not the unit or the house, whatever it is, is not done for like three, four years. So let's say even coming on a work per- work permit, for example, right? And you work do your one year for your PR, by the time the property is done you're probably already a pr mm-hmm. right so you can actually afford a mortgage okay. easily and then you can also choose to like sell the pre-construction if you don't want to and just a way to like leverage your money but if you really want to buy mm-hmm. definitely buy anything you want to buy you can buy a condo you can buy a house it just depends on like i said your lifestyle yeah, where you see yourself in the next few years and all but most people want to buy houses because they think houses oh, are like right. most precious yeah. but this market it's expensive for a house <laughs> but hey if you have that money might as well so, bad. so i know you're a foodie so yes what's your favorite place to grab food after a long day of work <sighs> this is really hard because <laughs> <laughs> honestly it can vary from anything from pizza to i don't know ramen or even nigerian food um and it depends on where i am mm-hmm. for pizza i like pizza shop they have different spots around the city. They have um some one downtown, like I think Young and Dundas area. They have um in Midtown as well, like um Davisville and Young. And this is Turnout, by the way. <laughs> um and then if it's ramen, honestly I order a lot of food on Uber Eats because right now I actually stop. I barely stop by and get food. It's so bad, which I should because mm-hmm. I'm on my way home. But ramen, I check Kinton ramen. Um. There's this ramen ancient place. I also like them as well. Yeah. So, dark marble or light marble for interiors? Oh, light marble every single time. My favorite color is white. So, I'll always pick lighter colors. So, music or podcast to listen to while running errands or on your way to showings? Which one? Oh, podcast every time. Podcast or audible book, like audiobooks. Podcast. So, who's your, what's your favorite podcast out there? Shiba Talks! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, lofts or apartment buildings to live in? Uh, I always pick loved because there's so much high i like i love the high ceilings you know like i feel like nothing beats that even mm. though it's vertical space because you can't really put much but i just mm. like that it's so bright most times it's so airy and i love i love things looking light and airy so I definitely not 
So where do you think you live in the long term? Toronto, Vancouver. Oh my god. I never want to say this cuz I didn't think I was ever going to live in Toronto like <laughs> a few years ago. But as of now, definitely I see myself living in Toronto for the near future. But hey, that's unchanged. What's the near future? Near future is I don't know, next year, <laughs> two years, three years, you know. But that can change. I'm definitely open to Vancouver. Vancouver is so beautiful. Why Vancouver is expensive though? Like it is. It's actually more expensive than Toronto. They they always compete for, (laughs) I don't know, first and second. But Vancouver is definitely expensive. Weather is pretty good too. Like it barely snows in Vancouver. Yes, that's why I like Vancouver. And it's so beautiful because like it's just, you don't see snow covering stuff up. So it's very, you know, pretty. But I mean, Toronto is also pretty. Describe your style in one word. Hmm. One word. What style? Like fashion or house? Fashion style, house. Oh my god. (laughs) Simple, but classy. Uh, I don't believe that. It's classy. (laughs) It's simple and classy. That's it. I don't like the. I don't know. I think it's very, very simple. So what (laughs) would you wear on a regular day out? Let's say you're going for showings. What would you wear? Your go-to. Okay, my like my go-to in my head is different from my (laughs) go-to now, but um my go-to. Will probably be um let me see i don't know high-waisted pants top a blazer that's my ideal go-to but it depends on the season right because canada is always weird mm-hmm. but yeah just something comfy pants on top with um booties or heels yeah that's not bad that's not bad so the last question where can people find you so like i mentioned earlier i do have a youtube channel so you guys should check it out like comment subscribe at christian your realtor I'm on Instagram as well. I'm Christian, your realtor. Follow me, shoot me a DM. I'll respond. Um, yeah. Where else? I think that's it. I'm everywhere at Christian, your realtor. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks for having me, Shimbomi. This was really fun. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you very much, Christiana. Well, that's it for today's episode, guys. You guys should also play and subscribe to my podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>